The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. sensitive snowflake that may get easily offended and turn this off immediately if you want to hear the real truth about the gun culture then stick around this is the armed citizen podcast what is going on my ghost squad welcome to the armed citizen podcast live this is episode number 241 today's date is tuesday may 10th 2022 we'd like to welcome everybody to the uh the dark side the massacre that is the beautiful train wreck that this could turn into welcome 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 we are live as always on youtube and over on facebook if you're out there in the live chat welcome uh make sure you say something out there because we don't know that you're out there unless you do if you have any questions uh i'm gonna go ahead and preface this um not only is this going to leave the rails i don't think this train is ever going to touch the rails tonight so we're going to have fun uh, i'm not going to lie I, I i've been busy at work i'm hot i'm tired i didn't really want to th- come up with a serious topic so i said the screw it let's go we're going to have fun with a uh a, a free for all so get those questions out there ready to go we can go down whatever rabbit hole you want to um so if you're out there like i said tag myself or anyone on the panel uh the questions like i said there's really no ground rules just be be courteous out there don't be an idiot my mods will kick your ass out if you get rowdy that being said let's have fun tonight so if you're out there make sure you say hello if you're new to the channel new to the show or haven't been here in a while like steven out there uh go ahead and say hello tell us where you're from we cannot promise to make you smarter we really just hope not to make you any dumber, but it is what it is. If you want to call or text into the show, yes, you can call in live or text into the show. Utilize a ghost tactical hotline presented by our good friends, Rod and Shelly Gates over at Aegis Gun Care. That number is scrolling. It is 530-364-4678. If you're a veteran, really anybody, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that that hole you're in the darkness and you're looking for light hell you're questioning whether there still is light out there call me text me email me 24 7 i can't give you any medical advice but i sure as hell can probably listen to you and maybe be a pretty good conversation if you are looking for someone that can get you close to medical advice and medical attention remember two things one you are not alone in this fight you have a lot of brothers and sisters out here that are willing to help And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please, please utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255, the Veteran Crisis Hotline. Veterans press the number one. As always, we are spotlighting the United States Marine Corps. If you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title of United States Marine, see the website marines.com. And as always, we're a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Please check out all the great podcasts, the great two-way pro-gun podcasts out there on selfdefenseradio.net. Now, let me get this off of my ugly mug and welcome in our shotgun writer, our quasi-co-host at this point. Um, Episode number 241, I bet you, Clover, you've probably been on 238 of them, maybe, or 235 at least. 
probably less than 10 that you've missed. I miss every now and then. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, it, but it hasn't been much. Like I said, I bet you've missed 10 maybe in, in the last, well, hell, next, excuse me, next month will be our five-year anniversary on YouTube. So uh, that's crazy to think about. Yeah, and you'd number them. Like, I quit even numbering mine. Um, I don't know I just, why. I just do. Sure, it, yeah. It, I mean, we've talked about it on Nerd Chats before. It's really pointless to do that except for your own tracking. Um, uh, and I guess maybe that's why it is. I don't know. I have no idea yeah. why I do it. I just yeah. do. And you mm. even kept your numbers even after you changed the name, right? I did. I did. Yeah. 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 We. See, know, I've always started over. <clears throat> yeah. And, and I, I very well could have been. Uh, let's real quick. Uh, we got some uh, some new people and some people we haven't seen in a while. I see that. Uh, the usuals are out there. Um, MacMan039 Reloading. I don't know if that's a new one or they changed their name or something, but I haven't remember seeing that name very often, if ever. Welcome uh, to the dark side. Appreciate it. Yeah. Jacob S. has been uh, MIA for a while. He says, how y'all doing? Good to see you, Jacob. It's a young, young whippersnapper that's gotten into guns the last couple of years. Uh, really good head on the shoulders. Really nice to see you around again. Steven out there is his first show I've caught in quite a while, but we hope not to disappoint. Uh, chances are he's probably already turned it off. Let's just be honest. Right. Uh, <laughs> Ghost does not offer refunds. So I do not offer refunds, and this is going to be time that you'll never, ever get back, ever. Uh, Jason Yui says, Simplify, Simper Fidelis. Good Lord, my phone is going ballistic. Um, let me get rid of that. And let's see here. Uh, Kevin Borowski. Howdy, everyone. Kevin here from Florida. Hello, Kevin. How are you Hello. doing? Hope you, uh, hope we get to flow rider. Hopefully yeah. the next constitutional carry state. Just saying, just saying, I, uh, you know, it looks that way. Get it done, here's, Kevin. Come on, man. Come here's on. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, and I would love to maybe get chase or TJ when they get in here, we'll ask them this. Because I heard that DeSantis was going to call Congress back into session specifically for constitutional carry. That seems kind of odd to me. It does. Um, you know, he's surely been, there's going to be something else he's going to be doing besides. Con I mean, I, it'd be all, great if he is. I, I don't see that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we'll see here. Uh, PNW Woods is out there. Jason says, I just got a new computer and microphone and GoPro. So my studio is almost set up. Awesome. Can't wait. Can't wait. And Steven says, nope, still here. God bless you, man. God bless you. And Kevin says, hopefully constitutional carry. Yep. So Kevin's in Florida. Maybe he's heard. If you can put out there in the chat, is DeSantis going to bring them back specifically for constitutional carry? Or has he got other agendas um, besides constitutional? Because I, like I said, I mean, it's great if he does. I just think that's an odd thing to, to bring an emergency session. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Uh, all right, since we're going we're gonna to go with this here in a second, Clover, as always, is our shotgun writer. And for the last, I don't know, six months or so, we've been doing a shotgun of the week. Right. Um, what's this week's shotgun of the week, bud? So, you know, I had a conversation yesterday. Was it yesterday? I think it was with our good friend Rod over at uh, Aegis Gun Care. Yeah. And uh, his dad uh, left him a Winchester Model 101. He wanted to know okay. a little more info about it, so I consulted a few books I had and some other things, and uh, we we narrowed down and nailed down the year and 
and the model and some other different things. But uh, yeah, let's go with that since that's uh, kind of fresh on my brain and a so great for, shotgun. I've been around since. Don't know what the hell the, uh, that is? What's the model one hundred and one? So Winchester model one is a uh, is an over under. Okay. Okay. Um, and uh, I think production started. I want to say nineteen sixty three, and it's been around pretty much ever since. Um, oh, okay, so it's still in production or so, some yeah. variant of it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now, I mean, I don't know that. Uh, he, he will mind me telling some of his business and saying that um, they distinguish between the early models and the late models. And he definitely has an early model. We dated his in 1965 and they just started making them in 63. Oh, that's pretty cool. So pretty yeah, cool. he definitely had an older model. Uh, very nice engravings and inlays. It's more or less the deluxe field model is what he had. But, okay. uh, but yeah, yeah, they eventually made them in multiple uh, chamberings, uh, they even had multi-barrel sets, uh, a lot of cool things. They're, they're pretty, pretty high end. You're going to break off nowadays, you know, twelve, fifteen hundred dollars probably for one. So, and that's mm. not uncommon for an over, for a nice over under. Okay. Uh, Kevin says he just got a CCW. Well, that's nice. awesome. I love hearing that. Macman says, uh, moved to the U.S. 13 years ago from Wales. Been on YouTube for about a year, running my own channel for about six months. Congratulations. I promise you it gets better. Uh, well, depends on who you ask, but uh, right. th that six month to the year mark is when you kind of hit a wall sometimes. And that's when a lot of people give up because they're not seeing the return on investment as quickly as they thought. Sometimes the grind gets in there. I'm going to tell you, we've all been there. We've all done that push through, keep being consistent and just have fun with it. Cause I promise you it gets, it gets easier and it gets better. But yeah, about that six month is, I don't know, Clover, you probably had about the same time that I did, but that six month wall, um, you, everything kind of goes good there for a while. Then you hit that wall and you're like, Whoa, am I doing something wrong or what's going on? It just happens, man. Go ahead. So, so yeah, he, there's a couple of, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say red flags. That gives the wrong connotation, but there's some things. Oh, that, shit. Chase is here. Good Lord. Look at that Gucci. Look at that Gucci thing. Nice. Wow. I love that one. That's awesome. Um, but no, with, with Macman out there, I mean, by his, his avatar and his name, I'm guessing it's a reloading channel. Um, yeah. Understand, brother, that you're going to have it rough with a reloading yeah. channel. So I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that with policy and everything youtube is not super friendly with that you got to be really careful in the way that you do things um especially for monetization and that's one of the big things so understand that going in um that it is going to be a grind it is going to be a fight and, and and reach out to me if uh yep. if you get into any tough spots with that yeah, and then on top of that he's in uk on the so. show or something come on and let me know shoot me an email i'm email to me in the description yeah. We'll get you on guys. If you guys are out there and you want to support our new channel, go check out MacMan 39 reloading. Um, I'll try to put his link in here in the, in the chat here before too long. Um, I'll go grab it. If one of my mods out there can go to his channel and put his link out in the chat, that would be wonderful. I appreciate it. Uh, if you're, especially if you're into reloading, go support this guy and uh, you know, let him know that, you know, we're here to support our own. So yeah. Uh, for sure. Good luck. And like I said, in, in the same way Clover said, if you need any help, there's a bunch of us that are here that are willing to help in any way we can. So um, when it comes to reloading stuff, I can't help you because I don't reload, but I can help you maybe maneuver through some of the stuff through a lot of the YouTube stuff. Clover is a great person to be able to talk through that. We can, like I said, there's a lot of people that have been doing this for a little while. 
um, and had some marginal success. So uh, yeah, reach out. We love to, we love helping new people. And there's a lot of other people that are willing to help that as well. Uh, Kevin says, have not heard on what DeSantis's plan is. Uh, Calaveras, the tactical pickle out there in California says, CCW here, new sheriff next month. We'll have to see whether the new sheriff will continue. And see, I don't, I, I just, I think that's such a, a, a shitty thing when, uh, I would now I wish to a certain extent that ours was could be issued by our, our sheriff. Obviously, everyone knows that I'm good for my sheriff, but it would take no time at all. I gotta wait six weeks when I renew and all that. But I wouldn't want the sheriff to have sole power to decide if there's gonna be CCW issued in his county. That's that's crazy for me, but it is what it is. Uh what's up, Chase? How you doing, homie? Good man. How about you? Oh, I am living the nightmare, man. Just living the nightmare. Well, you had a busy day, that's I'm, all. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm going to bring this question up from Jacob out there. I'm going to, to Chase and Clover. This is not my wheelhouse, if everyone knows, but if you had $600 and were wanting to get a pump or a semi-auto shotgun, what could you get or recommend for clay and duck hunting? Hmm, I wonder, Chase, if you've got something you could recommend. Well, I mean... <clears throat> In my wheelhouse, obviously we have the Akar Churchill, like the 612 or the 620, depending on your 12 or 20 gauge. Both great shotguns, definitely less than $600. Yeah. You know, outside of that. You can pick up a couple great shotguns for under absolutely. $600. Well, I mean, 600 bucks. Oh, yeah. you could almost get a semi-auto and a pump for that. Yeah, really, honestly. That are great. You know, out, by the way. Outside of that, find an old 870. Yep. I would say I would say this. Um and, and I love the 870, don't get me wrong. I'm partial to a Mossberg 500 or 590. Mm-hmm. Either one, a, a Mossberg 500 590 yeah. Remington 870 that you can't go wrong with those. Um at that point you're talking about what kind of grip or stock or attachments and all of that but yeah a mossberg 500 590 and 870 can't go wrong with either one of those staples in my opinion uh, i'm sure clover's got some uh interesting stuff that you probably seen for you 600 know. You, you know i do there's a lot of questions even before that one there was some questions out there just so you know yeah there was one earlier uh, <coughs> uh, uh 870 versus a 590 great i I suggest I prefer a 590. That yeah. being said, I wouldn't turn down an 870 ever. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. And I think that's I think that's a lot of people's preference. I've always been real partial to Mossberg, so yep. uh, and not so much with Remington. And so, but yeah. I'm not going to discount and say the 870 is garbage. It's, it's been around for no, a long it's, time. It's, for it's, a it's been around. It's been proven, and it's still a really good shot. Yeah. 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 I'll say hunting gun. I'll take the Remy. A home defense tack gun. I'm taking a 590 all day. Uh, yeah, I, you know, and I could agree 100 percent with that. Not that I hunt, um, but yeah, I've 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 got the the tactical pistol grip uh, Mossberg. You know, yeah, absolutely. 
to um, I, I could go with that. To, to Jacob's question about a sub six hundred dollar pump or semi auto. Yeah. Now he does have the caveat for clay and duck clay hunting. Clay and duck hunting. Okay? Sure. So he's talking about some shooting sports there. Um, I would say for true pairs for things like that, the semi auto is going to be king in that mm. in that realm for you. Um, and not just because Chase is here, but because in that price range, it's a man, an amazing shotgun. And Chase can tell us does the does the MC three twelve fall in that range at all? As a matter of fact, we do have the goose gun, which is a 30 inch barrel. So that's clays are handled, any waterfowls handled. I mean, obviously, regular dove field load, that all that works there too. But that's a three and a half inch Magnum gun. It's literally a Benelli Super Black Eagle. Basically, Benelli action. Yeah. One of the best actions on a shotgun you'll find. Yeah, but it's a third of the price. Yep. And And it's uh, optics ready. And you told me the other day, we were talking about extending the mag tubes, that that's a Remington pattern mag tube, right? Correct. So that's an 870 pattern mag tube. So any 870 extension threads right on there. So the guys that want to take the And any 870 accessories probably are going to roll with that too, correct? So most of the accessories, as far as the internal accessories or whatever, are going to be Benelli based. Right. But we intentionally did the mag threads as an 870 because there's so many options. There's not a lot of Benelli world and the ones that are out there are expensive. Yeah. Uh, Real quick, before we move on, people that might not know who Chase is, Chase is with EAA Corp, uh, Gerson, there's all of them. I put the link out there, especially to Jacob, eaacorp.com. They've got great guns. Gerson, everyone knows Gerson. Uh, the car, the shotgun that calls it a car shotgun. Is I saying that right? I don't know. Yeah, it's a car. I call okay. it the Churchill, but yeah, and the America, yeah. everybody yeah. knows it as Churchill. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, go check those out and all that. Yeah, a lot of great ones out there. Um, and like I said, there some of these you can get a semi and a pump. You could get a dedicated clay and a dedicated, you know, hunting for six hundred dollars if you're looking at the right place. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, Kevin out there says, what are your thoughts on 30 super carry versus nine millimeters? So I'm going to give you my thoughts first. We will run through the, the room. Um, everyone that knows me knows I'm a huge nine millimeter guy. Um, that is my caliber of preference for a lot of different reasons. Uh, not just because I think it's, I think it is a great caliber, but it's, there's a lot that goes into that. As far as 30 super carry, I, I time will tell. I have a feeling that the 30 Super Carry is going to be the handgun caliber that was the 224 Valkyrie. Everyone talked about it, and I think it's going to fade my person, not because of the way the Valkyrie did it. The Valkyrie faded away because they never could get the twist rate right. It's just still not a, a, depending on what grain, it's just not one of those consistent calibers. I think Super 30 Super Carry, it will fade because... It, it, it fits a spot between 380 and 9. But let's be honest. Did you create that space between the 380 and 9, or was there a market for wanting something between 380 and I don't know the answer to that. The only way that I think the, three, the 30 Super Carry comes on is if multiple big manufacturers start producing handguns in 30 Super Carry, maybe it catches on. For me personally... I don't plan on ever using one. I, I, I just don't see it happening. For me, it does not fill a void to anything that I needed. So that's just me. Uh, Chase Clover, thoughts on the 30 Super Carry versus 9? Me personally, 
Yeah. I'm going to stick nine millimeter versus 30 super carry. Okay. I'm not anti a new caliber at all, but I'm like you, like the two, two, four Valkyrie analogy. It's going to be the three feet seven SIG of carry guns. There which you go. I love three feet seven SIG, but it just I really never caught on. And I think 30 super carry is going to fall on that demographic. Well, good idea, but not a lot of support behind it. Yeah. The problem is you're fighting against so many nine millimeters and munition availability has been a problem. They launched the caliber in the middle of all this madness. Yeah. You know, I understand the thinking behind it and being able to get round count and small frames. I totally mm-hmm. understand the round idea. Nine millimeter already fits so much of that niche. You've got so many micro carry nine millimeters now. Yep. Yep. High cap micro and, carries. And, and ballistically, I don't think a 30 super carry is going to give you a ballistic advantage enough over the 380 or the 9 to make no. a huge difference. So if it brought a ballistic advantage, I can sit there and say, well, yeah, maybe it's a valid PCW caliber. But yeah. from what I've seen, the, the testing and all that I have seen, there is not a huge ballistic advantage. I don't see it. Yeah, I mean, Clover might have a better, a different opinion, but I, I just don't see it being a mainstream catching on cartridge. Yeah. I don't, I don't think ballistics are everything. Um, so I'll start with that. Oh, no, I'm, just, I'm just saying, um, but I, I can sit there say, and say maybe if ballistics were a huge, hugely yeah. in the favor of this, so, that would be the reason, but it's not. You know? So I have shot it more than once. Yeah. Um, I'm also a big 380 guy. Yes, I like you it. Are. I like it. I like 30 super. Guys. I do too. Yeah. Um, I, I part of me, um, if it doesn't make it well, again, we've got 380, we've got nine millimeter. It doesn't necessarily break my heart. Right. Um, but I would love to see it make it, but here's the yeah. caveat that I've said since they even introduced it. If Glock doesn't make a 30 super carry, it yeah. is over. Yeah. Over. I was going to say you the know, same I, thing. Glock Glock. I, I, I could see Glock Sig CZ. If one of those three jump on board, maybe. Now, if Glock jumps on board, it's definitely going to catch on. I think Glock would have to come on first. Yeah, Glock and Sig have to come on for that round to stay alive. Absolutely. It can't be a Smith & Wesson only caliber. Can't do it. No. Just like it'll be, it'll be like the, the forty Smith and Wesson. Had Glock not done that, the forty we've never heard of the forty Smith and Wesson. So, uh, yeah, that was just for agents that couldn't handle a ten millimeter. Yeah. Now Calaveras says I need a revolver. I do need a revolver. I just can't figure out what I want to get yet. Need I to get that when I drop the video on today. That's that's affordable. It's in your price range. You can shoot it in your house. Why not? about that and it's all tactical do you see that it is it is tactical. <laughs> yeah yeah uh now kevin says a panzer ar-12 shotgun i don't know if he's asking about it or problem, it's good or i don't know i thought you know. he was recommending that oh he's he is recommending he said it's under 500 dollars. and the problem with that is that fits neither the sporting clays nor the duck hunting niche i mean yeah i've got as- ar-12 over here and you're right it doesn't fit either one of those so, as far as being cool a cool range toy and all that absolutely 100 man yeah that's definitely in the tactical category yeah yeah uh, let's see here. Well, you can take it to a sporting clay range and get some looks. You uh, could, Kevin you could attempt to do it, it. You but could. you're not going to get yeah. serious with it. Um, yeah, I mean, I've actually, you know, 
jokingly went out to the guys that shoot trap and skeet all the time every week in the club and I was like, hey guys, mind if I shoot? And I'm, I'm carrying the AR-12. I'm just like, they're looking at me like, you tool. <laughs> <laughs> we shot five stand with 1301s and M4s. So, oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. We all got looks until we started hitting stuff. Right. The M4 would be fun, dude. It was a blast. There's nothing to that thing. That would be fun. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Buck out there says still haven't seen any super carry M on the shelves yet. Neither have I. I haven't, I haven't been looking for it, but I still haven't seen any. You know, uh, guys, holy! I haven't seen him in a while. Look at this tool, what up, Tim. Tim Knight. What's up? guns are icky? Yes, they are. That's why I got rid of all of mine. They're uh, scary. I don't like guns. Yeah. Timmy, call me sometimes, or I'll call you, but call me when you've got time. We have need to catch up. It's been about six months, brother. I've been um, trying to talk with him forever. I'll send him a text, and I'm like, hey, you, I'm busy. Yeah, we talked talk in like late fall, early winter last year. It was about six months ago we talked for a while. It was great to catch up, but uh, yeah, man, good to see you, buddy. Uh, Kevin says he plans on sticking with the nine millimeter. Thanks for discussing. Anyway, I'm not trying to talk. I don't think any of us are trying to talk you out of the super carry, no. but we're going to tell you what our opinions are. My opinion is, is, uh, excuse me. It's not going to replace the nine millimeter for me. Um, with some people, my overall, there, you know, my overall opinion is all of the above. I like the, the yeah, answer. Always, sure. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Rich says he's carrying a 365 mostly. He's he's carrying a shield right now. My daughter took my shield. Um, so I'm carrying a 365 right now. I was carrying the APX. Red APX right now. I just shield the truck. I've got yeah, I've got weaklings. several different things. Bunch of weaklings. You don't want to know what I was carrying today. Well, there's a 686 in the glove come box though, just for clover. That'll work. Quit kissing his ass. Still not, still not quite what I was carrying. Combat today. Plus. I was Yo. carrying a, a certain six inch, 10 millimeter today. He was going to say certain six inches. Like he doesn't know what six inches is. If he's compensating, it's all right. That's I all was compensating. And it did the job, too. <laughs> really Wes's son just bought a 365 XL. Uh, let's see here. This is Shield 9 Plus. Instead, trying to with the PPQSC, and I don't have any SC, but I can I, I can stand it. behind all day the PPQ for sure. Yeah, and I I love the SC. Um, yeah, Walter got that gun mm -hmm. right. Oh, they got, and, and I get a lot of people, and you guys, I'm sure, have asked have people ask you about the PDP. The PDP is a great gun, but for me, why? why? It's not any much better for me than a PPQ. Yeah. So why would I go and spend the money when I've got one of the best guns made in the PPQ? So, you know, um, it is what it is. Tim says, okay, dude, phone calls will happen. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, guy, I like it. Carrying a bodyguard in a pocket. That was one of the very first guns that the shield and the bodyguard were the first guns that I carried consistently. Uh, and I do like a 380 as well. Um, that bodyguard, if, if you get used to it, I mean, understand it's a very micro pocket gun 
Um, it's not a 22, so it's going to be some kick. It's going to be not the easiest thing to shoot, and it's got a 17-and-a-half-pound trigger. Not really, but it feels like a 17-and-a-half-pound trigger. But once you get used to it, the, I love the bodyguard. I really, really love the bodyguard. Great gun. Sure. Um, let's see here. Jacob says, I currently I own a regular 380 Llama. Is my only and first handgun. I don't really see why there was a need to make a Super 30, even if it was made as an enhancement. Um, honestly, I mean, there's two reasons. I'm going to let Chase and Clover chime into this, but my opinion is there's two reasons for new calibers. One, actually there's three. One legitimate one. One, there is a need to fill a void in whatever realm, whether it's home defense, CCW, long-range shooting, whatever it is, there is a need for maybe a fill-in caliber. That's a legitimate reason. That doesn't happen very often, but it's a legitimate reason. Usually what you see in those are wildcat calibers. Instead of a whole new one, it's we're going to take this one and we're going to change it a little bit to get what we need out of it. The two other ones are one which is, I think, what has happened with Smith & Wesson. And they did it 30 years ago in the 80s with the 40 Smith. Um, they wanted to create a caliber, which now creates a new gun, which now, if it holds on and catches on, they've got the market on that caliber slash gun. That's my opinion. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why it was, um, and I might not ever know. Maybe I'd like to get a hold of Smith & Wesson, maybe. At least maybe at SHOT Show or something, ask them, hey, what was the actual reasoning? I don't know if I'll get an answer, but um, we'll see. What do you guys think? Not just in the 30 Super Carry, but in general, are there specific reasons why you think these calibers come out? Is it truly to enhance the shooting sports or shooting all the general, or is it to corner the market on a new product? So where my line goes with this, yeah, yeah. whenever we start having this debate or whatever yeah. is, are these people that are even contemplating, arguing, whatever, and the debate's fun and all, I get it. Sure. Yeah. Have they, have they been fire owners for like three days? What's the, what's the deal? Because People have been wildcatting, coming out with new cartridges, all of that. Did you know that fairly recently Winchester come out with the with the 6.8 Western? Right. Uh, did you yeah. even know that? You know, it's like new cartridges and new things are coming out all the freaking time, you know? And it's like most of them don't catch on. They no. just, they don't. No. They catch on for a very small niche, whether it's. Yeah. True. You know, and three most gun of those, shooting, most long of guys shooting, or cowboy shooting, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. A very, very small niche. And most of those folks reload, right? So there doesn't right. have to be a bunch on the shelf. Once that person's right. got the brass, they're good to go. Yep. Yeah. I really think it was more of a marketing ploy than anything as far as the I 30 Super too. Carry. Yeah, I do too. It's to me, well, it's, it's this version of the West. 40 Smith. Let's. Let's create something that maybe we can get some traction on. And right now, we're the only game in town. Maybe that boosts, boosts some sales. I don't know. Well, yeah. sometimes you're just looking for a reason to collaborate. You know what I mean? Sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there's no shortage of Shield platforms they've had laying around. So it made sense to do something to try to spark some interest in that market. True. Because yeah. Absolutely. let's be honest, polymer guns in general, the market's pretty sluggish on all of them. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting that the uh, the metal guns are 
the the heavy metal guns, you know, are yeah, are, and revolvers especially. Revolvers are having a little renaissance right now. Oh yeah, I mean, I can tell you from obvious direct experience that revolvers yeah. right now, there is not enough manufacturing capability in the world to satisfy the U.S. revolver demand right now. Yeah, they just can't do it. It's crazy. Now, Defense Dads was talking about the PQ subcompact, which two thumbs up. He says that or the P938 in summer winners of VP9. Now, I want to say this is the VP9 is a gun that I will own one day. Um, I'm just not going to overpay for it right now, which is everything's still stupid when it comes to some of those prices. But the VP9, every time I have shot it, the VP9 to me, ergonomically, how it feels. It is the best feeling gun I've ever shot. So, uh, big VP9, but I'm not going to overspend for it. I'm like Clover. If I see a good deal, sure, but I'm not going to jump down that hole just to have one. I'll wait if I have to. Um, I got a lot of problems, but handguns aren't one of them right now. So, um, Kevin says he put 200 rounds through the new Banshee. Uh, fun, no recoil. Yeah, I mean those banshees or any nine more PCCs. They're just so fun. They are really fun. I'm a huge fan of them. Um, I've got my truck gun is. I don't care if YouTube sees this or not. Is a Fox Truck Mike nine more PCC five and a half inch barrel. Really, really just love shooting this a lot. So yeah, the banshee's great. Um, there's a bunch of them out there that have in the last few years, man, that nine millimeter PCC has really just taken off and it's great. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Rod says, what's a 380? <laughs> um, let's see here. Guy says my home defense gun is a Stoker, uh, STR nine with the light mounted fallback defense gun is this tactical pump 12 gauge. I don't mind either one of those. Uh, Defense Dad says he's already got eight calibers to keep up with. I'm not too interested in chasing more. I know that I get. Uh, he says he only paid $4.99 for his VP9 before the cough cough. Even before the cough cough, I never saw one for $4.99. Ever. Uh, if it was $4.99, man, I would have jumped on that. But uh, yeah, anyways. Now, let's go down this. Well, let, let's first, before we go down rabbit holes, let's go in and do our polls. You guys know that every Thursday, Saturday, and Monday at 10 o'clock a.m. on our YouTube community, we put out polls out there that we, we like to have some fun with them, and we ask some fun questions. We ask some serious ones. But we just want to get, you know, have a little fun with it. So our first one this week uh, came out last Thursday. It's got 1.5 thousand votes. Of this list, obviously, of this list, where would you most like to visit in your life? Mount Rushmore, Yellowstone, the Grand Canyon, Yosemite, or Niagara Falls. Clover, of those, is there one that catches your interest? Probably, you know, probably Yellowstone. Yeah. I'm not interested. What were the choices? It was Grand Canyon, been there. Grand Canyon. Niagara Falls. I don't really want to go to New York. Neither do I. Yosemite. Uh, Oh, Yosemite. And Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore, besides Yellowstone, yeah. So I haven't been to Rushmore or uh, or Yellowstone. So uh, yeah, probably Yellowstone. Yeah, 
Been to almost except for Niagara, and I have my luck. My luck. I'll be there when the Super Niagara Volcano falls. blows, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'll go visit because yeah. I would be fairly safe here in Texas, but you know, yeah, yeah, would, yeah. That's when it would go. Yeah, I've been through all of them except for Niagara, and I literally have zero, like, zero desire to go to Niagara. I just that's I don't want to go to New York. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Yes, um, I do love yeah, Yellowstone. No. Yosemite's beautiful, but Yellowstone is probably one of the coolest places on Earth. It is just awesome. Really is beautiful. Um, we used to go whitewater rafting down there, um, up there all every summer and camp out up there and between Jackson hole and, and Yellowstone, that whole area, the grand Tetons and Jackson hole are amazing also. Um, but man, it's just a beautiful, beautiful place. If you ever, I'm not go to all of them, obviously go to all of them. But if I had to choose one that I could go back all the time, it'd be Yellowstone and no, it's not because of damn TV show. So uh, I love it. Chase, what about you? Do you have one that really just kind of you love or you want to go to? For me, it'd be Yellowstone too. Yeah. I mean, it'd be Yellowstone. I've only ever been through it. I never had a chance to stop and like really spend a lot of time in it. And I yeah. Want to. Sure. Like yeah. that whole area of the country is just gorgeous. Yeah. Niagara so. Falls, whatever. It's a waterfall. seen tons of them. And it's in New York. That's the big, I mean, that, that, if you're from the South or live in the South, most people don't want to go to New York. I'm just saying that's just the way it is. I have no desire to go to New York. He says you can go to the Canadian side and they have better beer. So I also hear that Canadians have Tim Horton donuts and I'm all about some donuts. So yeah, but I'm there for the Tim Hortons. eh? Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, We can start the show now. Snob is here. Nice. Um, Defense Dead says, uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky. I just want to see the Corvette Museum. There you go, nice. that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, yes. Uh, the one that's not here. on your poll that should be is Denali. You know, I didn't think about that. Like, that's my bucket list. Thought, like, like, yeah, um, Alaska, man, during the summertime, yeah. hell yeah, I'm in on, on summertime, I'm in. Oh yeah. Um, I, not so much during the winter time. Um, yeah, I have some friends that have been to Alaska, and they said that uh, you know they have that summer solstice thing up there, where it never gets dark for like months at a time. And like I have friends of mine that teed off playing golf, teed off at like two in the morning, and said it was the craziest thing in the world that you're teeing off at two o'clock in the morning, and um, you know, be really weird, but you know. Uh, let's see here. Rich White, he's got to be different. You know, he's just, he's a different dude. Says, I'd rather take a couple weeks and go to the various Civil War, Revolutionary War sites on the East Coast. I've been a few already. You know, I tell you what, I, I went when I was a kid. And so I, I, I remember bits of it. But I guarantee you that I don't appreciate it. Was going to Gettysburg when I was a kid. I think I'd really love to go to get it. And yeah, some of those old sites, uh, Civil War, Revolutionary War sites would be kind of cool. Um, I think I'd like to go to Gettysburg as far as any war sites. I think I'd go to Gettysburg and I'd probably like to go to Boston for different reasons that other people go to Boston. 
apparently they've got it either cobblestoned or something. There's something about it all through the city of Boston where Paul Revere's route was. They've got it paved or cobblestone. It's different than the other roads. So you can literally go down um, where Paul Revere's route was. That, that would be kind of cool. But yeah, uh, as far as war sites, what do you guys, war? if there's a, a, a an American war site, um, I'm going to go with Gettysburg. Is there something um, that you would like to think of? Oh, did I lose you guys? American, no. Like an American, like civil or revolutionary a... war site, or I mean, even Alamo yeah. would count because we were fighting Mexico. But I lived in San Antonio. Yeah. I mean, I've been to Alamo. I mean, I've God been to Alamo, and <clears throat> the Alamo is my favorite place. Probably, I've been ever. to several. I love the Alamo. Yeah, yeah. The I've Part been to several me? civil war sites. Yeah, yeah. But I would say probably getting to retrace some of the Revolutionary War battles would be cool, like standing yeah. like where cow pens happen and that kind of thing. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, let's see here. Chris from the 740 says, good evening. Um, Defense Dad said, we visited Chicago, wasn't a fan. I missed the living. I don't mind. I like Chicago. Chicago's a fun town. Um, I've been there many times just – for different reasons and had fun, but it's not to me. Chicago is not a destination trip for me. I, 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 I would say, Hey, let's go to Chicago for vacation. You know, I don't see that for me. Nah, not at all. It's just me. Um, Weston said, speaking of golf, PGA is next week at Southern Hills. Yes, it is. I played Southern Hills, uh, over in Tulsa. So, yep, Tulsa's going to be hosting the greatest golfers in the world next week. So, yeah, it's only a few hours from me. A uh, buddy of mine is the director of golf at, at Southern Hills. So, I uh, saw him on the golf channel this morning, actually. I was like, holy shit, that's, that's his name. I'm not going to say his name live, but, uh, yeah, actually. Anyway, so, yeah, the um, the poll, like I said, 1.5 thousand votes. Yellowstone at 43%, no surprise. Grand Canyon at 25%. Niagara Falls coming in at third at 13%. Yosemite at 11%. And Rushmore coming in dead ass last with 8%. A little bit of a surprise with some of those. Not a surprise that Yellowstone was the overwhelming uh, winner. A little surprise that a couple of others. I was surprised that Niagara was higher than Mount Rushmore and Yosemite. But I guess maybe waterfalls is a thing. I don't know. Uh, the next one we've got was came out Saturday. Got to get our food chat in here. Um, of these, once again, I get blasted in the comments because I get it, guys. But of these, what is the best pizza chain? Pizza Hut, Sparrow, Little Caesars, Domino's, Papa John's. Chase, what do you think of those? Do you have a favorite? Of the chains? Of the personally, chains. Papa John's. Okay. I've never had Papa John's because we don't have them here uh, where I live. So, what communist um, area do you live in? I live in rural Arkansas, bro. <laughs> what the you hell? Got, you got Dollar Generals and 
Little Caesars. It'll I be tell right. you what, our pizza that we eat here, and it's so good. And if you live in the South, you know them. Have you ever heard of Casey's? They're like gas stations with, with their, you know, their yeah. they stores. But they've got phenomenal pizza. That's my favorite pizza around here is Casey's. Hut Brothers uh, was my thing, too. This, yeah, my favorite of this list is Sparrow. Uh, I'm a big. I'm not a big Chicago style pizza. I know that there's some people out there that love it, and I. I just. I'm not a fan. I like New York style pizza, uh, and I remember going to the mall as a kid and, and eating Sparrow, and really have liked Sparrow pizza forever. Yeah, Sparrow is awesome, but like it's a dying institution now. Like there's hardly any left. Well, there's very few malls that have food courts. There's very few malls left anymore. That's true. Um, so yeah, yeah. And that's where I, I've never seen it anywhere else besides in malls and maybe up north or wherever they've got restaurants. I've never seen a Sbarro restaurant. I've only seen them in food courts and malls. Yeah, I've every time I see one, I got to go get me a slice. You know, I yeah. love it. I did it when I moved to Florida. I was like, holy crap, there's a functioning Sbarro. I went straight there and got it. Yep. Yeah. I never knew there were restaurants because I've never seen one before. So, yeah. Now, Buck says, now, Buck lives about 40 minutes from me. He says, we have a Papa John's and we're you know, a few minutes from where he's from. Well, that's like an hour for me. So I like pizza, but not that much. I'll go, you know. Now, if I happen to be in Cabot, then I might stop by and have some. But, yeah, uh, not an hour. Uh, Clove, of those, um, which pizza tickles you'll your to, fancy? He'll have to give them to me again. It's been too long. No, it's just you don't listen. You know, it's all good. I get it. Uh, we're not important enough to you to pay attention on. So, uh, Pizza Hut, Sbarro, or however you say, I, I call it Sbarro, but uh, Little Caesars, Domino's, and Papa John's. So, favorite probably Papa John's. Okay, but one that I eat ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time is going to be Pizza Hut. Unfortunately, it's, it's because that's closer there, to your house, probably right. Nothing else, like yeah. What you're talking so we about? Have Domino's, we have a Domino's and a Pizza Hut in town. Um, I'll get Domino's every now and at work, but I don't get the pizza from Domino's. I get they have a great Philly cheesesteak sandwich and a great chicken parmesan sandwich. So I'll get sandwiches from Domino's. They're actually pretty good. Yeah. Cannot stand Pizza Hut pizza. Um, so yeah, we have Casey's that we'll eat at, and we also have some. Uh, mom and pa pizza stores that are really, really good, but uh, I'm not so, a fan of Domino's or um, Pizza Hut. That's just so me. the 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 good thing about Pizza Hut, I know all the Pizza Huts I think I've ever eaten at. Well, most of the Pizza Huts I've ever eaten at, I've known at least somebody that works there, the manager or whatever, sure. uh, and they run, run they run a pretty good a pretty good store. Um, pizza Hut does have. Well, I had no problem before. I just didn't like the taste of the pizza. I just don't well, like that's what I'm saying. Pizza. They have problems from one to the next. The consistency is just is yeah. absolutely not there. You got to be careful. Um, but you know, it's like you said. I mean, when you've got to drive an hour, an hour and a half, are you going to eat freaking pizza? Or are you going to eat something else? And you know, they're not right? delivering like, to you at that point, right? Know? It's like I'm going <laughs> to go eat something else. I'm not eating. You know, I'm not driving right. that hard to eat pizza. Ain't happening. That's right. That's right. Um, Sparrow went out of business down there for a defense dad. Um, Casey's, I had a lot of love for Casey's. Casey's got some really good, their, their, uh, breakfast stuff's pretty good. They make really good sub sandwiches. Really. I'm a, I'm a fan of Casey's when Casey's opened up here. I was a happy man. Um, they usually have good prices for gas and they got, it's just a really good store. 
um, for sure. Um, let's go with the numbers right now. Um, Papa John's getting a lot of love in first place with 32%. I've heard nothing but good things about Papa John's. I just have never had it, to my knowledge. Um, so there you go. Pizza Hut in second place with 26%. Domino's in 23%. Um, Little Caesars at 11%. And Sparrow with 8%. And I wonder if it's because maybe Sparrow wasn't everywhere. I don't know. Yeah, I've, never, uh, heard really I've never heard of it. I don't even know what you're talking about. Tomorrow? Oh, man, they're all in the Dallas's, all the Dallas um, malls. And I can't believe them. anybody thinks Little Caesars is good. That's like Ken's Pizza uh, and Little Caesars, and I can think of several other like buffet pizza chain places. Mr. Gaddy's. As type far stuff. as being cheap, great places yeah. to go, right? But as Yeah, far we as used to go to a place, I don't know if they're good? just in Dallas yeah. or not, but you guys ever heard of CC's Pizza? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. CC's was pretty yeah. good for a little buffet. They had one right by our house. We always yeah. went there and I always enjoyed it for a cheap buffet. Yeah. Um, now that said, I'm not going to go to CC's just to go get pizza. It's got to have yep. the buffet there, you know? Yeah. You're yeah. looking for the value, right? For the, you know, yeah. all you eat in that situation, five bucks or whatever it was. Yeah. We would go there for lunch during high school and we, you know, we always, we had, we had off campus lunch. Uh, so we had like a, you know, 45 minutes or whatever it was for lunch. And it was right around the corner, so we went there a couple times a week. Cause it was like, like back then, it was like a five dollar all you can eat buffet, and they had pasta and pizza and all sorts of stuff. Pizza, like, salad, breadstick. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. The cheese bread was like uh, legit back then. Cheese bread was really good. Uh, Ozzy's out there. He says, "Boo!" I will say, "Bark, bark at the moon." Uh, Defense Dad says, "You need to try Casey's peanut butter bites for dessert if you." I haven't tried the peanut butter bites. I might have to do that. Weston says, um, and it may be in Tulsa. Thing, but he says, Mazio's. Oh, I Mazio's. Really yeah, I forgot about Mazio's. There's. We, have we eaten at Mazio's before in Tulsa? Or did you eat it somewhere else? I never no, heard of we haven't. No, we haven't. We haven't. Okay. Uh, there okay. is a Mazio's. It's a, a little ways away from me. It's not the one that I, I went to back in the day, but. That used to be one of our hangouts was Mazio's, and it, it oh, was great. Never heard of them. They must not have had them in Plano, I guess. It I was a know. great. It was a great. It was a great. Uh, they had sandwiches and all kinds of stuff, and they had a killer arcade. So we would go to the to the uh, pitcher show, and then like right across the parking lot was the Mazio's. So we'd go there when that let out. We'd go hang out, play arcade games, and eat pizza until you know curfew, till parents picked us up or whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, our, I totally forgot about Mazio. Our, our hangout was Taco Bueno because yeah. back then we would hang, they had a huge parking lot, a uh, huge parking lot. So they, you could fit a bunch of people there. Plus, back then they were 25 cent tacos. So uh, 25 cent tacos, 50 cent burritos, and a dollar taco burgers. So you could eat for about $3. You could fill your ass up in $3 back in the day at Taco yeah. Bueno. Uh, ooh, good question. So I'm gonna bring this question up for you guys. Great thing about this show is we can go any direction, but it's a good question. Here's a question for everyone. If the U.S. went full constitutional carry with reciprocity in every state and you could afford to move, would you? And if so, where to? Um, Clover, Chase, which one of you guys want to tackle this first? Or I could, it doesn't matter. My answer is no. I'm out. 
I think Chase, I think Chase said he would reason. move to a state that had better cell phone service and internet. I think is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, our internet's sucking right now. I don't know what's up. I would. You sound good now. Just for a second ago, you didn't, but you sound fine now. Would you move from yeah. Florida? Uh, absolutely, I'm staying in Florida. Yeah, staying in Florida, especially when we're around governor. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Clover ain't moving anywhere. He's staying in Texas. I'm pretty happy in Arkansas. I will say that um, there's a part of me that says that we'll end up back in Texas eventually in our lifetime. Um, never know, but um, I'm not disliking Arkansas. So, uh, And once again, we're talking about this. If it's full constitutional carry across the board in, in every state in the country at that point why would you move unless you just don't like other gun laws or you don't like whatever taxes or whatever um to me constitutional carry has never been for me um a reason to move or not um I, we have constitutional carry here in Arkansas, but I still have a CCW permit, and we I always will. Last year, and I've been here my entire life. Yeah, and, and you're, and I'm assuming you're still going to get your permit, even though you don't need it now. But oh I yeah, still, I've already renewed. I had to renew last year. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Like right after it went into effect, September first, and in November I had to renew. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm keeping mine. Obviously, yeah. for any state you go to, you need it. More importantly, and I, and I can't speak for other states. I think it is in Texas as well, and I can't speak for Florida. But here in Arkansas, when you do a 4473, a transfer at a gun shop, you don't have to go through the phone call to the FBI and the NICS. NICS bypass. You're, the, it's a NICS bypass. Your CCW counts as your background yep. check. So It doesn't work in that's, Florida. That's, that's the one free state thing we don't have. Like you yeah. go, they still do a background check. Like it still runs through the Florida system, but your permit yeah. allows you not to have to wait. Yeah. Now, if you were to ask me if you could move to anywhere in the country, if the entire that must there we Pat. go. I told you this is Pat. Yeah, it's Pat. Arm Sism Podcast, who you got here? I'll give you two guesses, but you're only going to need one. There it is. There it is. What's <laughs> up, Pat? How you doing, man? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Just uh, actually in the uh, tractor tonight doing a little bit of planting ahead of a storm that's supposed to be here tomorrow. So there you go. I was listening to the uh, podcast. Just had the cell phone hanging up on besides my many monitors that I am staring at right now. I understand. Now. Sure. <laughs> press a button and just uh, let the tractor do its thing, I guess. So. It's, uh, yeah, you're no longer <laughs> but, in the bunker. You're not patting a bunker. You're patting a tractor at this point, right? Yeah, no, I'm patting the field. I'm <laughs> patting, patting the field, the field right now, actually. There you go. I like, <laughs> I like it. But, yeah, I thought I'd weigh in on the uh, whole uh, reciprocity and if you would move or not. Um, now, to preface, Pat's say, in Nebraska, so, uh, so people might not know where he is. He's in Nebraska, so go ahead. What's that? I was letting everybody know where you're from so they have a little background of oh. where you are now versus where you might move to. So go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Ah, 
I think I'd have to be like uh, just about like everybody else. I I don't know, grew up in Nebraska. I've lived in a couple other different states, but I guess it's home. And mm-hmm. you know, besides the property taxes, kind of sucking for farmers. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't move. It, it, it's too nice, especially where I live at. So I, I got a yeah. nice river and rolling hills and stuff around me, and it's just absolutely beautiful. So I I couldn't leave. No, so. I hear you. Um, for a lot of us, um, we're very lucky where we are for some of us. We're obviously not. And there's reasons why we're there that are well outside the realm of gun laws, but, uh, for life and all of that, you're in a place. So yeah, for some people, this is a, a conversation. This is a serious one well, for me. I just, it, for me, I, I, I'm happy where I am right now. If you, if you've been married for years, right. Yep. You've lived your life. You know, I just think about moving all my crap. Yeah. Oh, like I, I got moving. five acres of multiple <laughs> buildings full of crap and the house is full of crap and the man. And it's like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like I, you know, I, it would be an moving in general sucks. <laughs> yeah. The only way I oh, would, yeah, the only way I would sure. move is if I sold the place and we just left everything here. And just left Damn everything yeah. like our, yeah. our personal stuff that we want to take. We're leaving everything. You deal with it. And then I'll go buy new shit when I get to wherever I am. That's the only way I'm moving again. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If, if, if it can't fit in a Suburban or a Blazer or something that has some decent size to it where I could just take a couple things, forget it. I'm just uh, the light a match, burn the damn place down and start all over again. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I ain't yeah. moving all that stuff. <laughs> no, I understand. I understand. So, but anyway, just had to do my usual chime in. So well, having you call in, man, always and, uh, welcome to call in anytime. We appreciate you coming on and appreciate you always listening, man. Um, yeah. Appreciate you very much. All right. Well, thanks for having me on tonight, and everybody have a good one. Good you show too, tonight. Bud. Thanks, bud. All right. All right. Bye. Now, Ozzy is saying he's planning on moving to Southwest Missouri when he retires. I like it. Yeah, he'll only be a few hours from me. That's going to put him close to Tulsa, too, correct? Uh, he'll be a couple hours from Tulsa, probably two hours, two and a half hours at the most of Tulsa. That's going to put him about three to three and a half hours from me. That would be great. Yeah. yeah. Now, before uh, Pat had called, I was saying, you know, if, if, the, if the question was worded to where all the laws are totalitarian across the whole country, we all are living under the same laws, and you could just tell me where would you go pick to live? I'm moving to Colorado or Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Tell your ride Colorado or Jackson Hole, Wyoming, my two favorite places in America. Um, Probably not going to go live in Telluride. I would love to live in Wyoming. I love Jackson. I, I would live in Wyoming in a heartbeat, but I'd be there single because my wife would not go. Uh, it's way too cold for her in the wintertime, so uh, she wouldn't do it. If she does, she would never leave the house for about six months a year. Absolutely all things equal. All right. things equal. Absolutely. And I'm talking all yeah. things equal. All the price of fuel, things. the price of Absolutely. everything, right? Food. Property taxes, income taxes, everything's the same. You can literally, it was just one big place, and you can say, where are you going? I'm going to the Colorado or the like Wyoming climate. territories. Your climate and your view is basically the only difference, right? That's the only that's thing. Not that's basically, right. that's it. I yep. might, I would probably lean Alaska. 
Ooh, Alaska. Yeah, see, I, 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 Southern Alaska, like Anchorage and all of that. Yeah, it's because that gets that. away. That gets away. You can't hardly get any further away. away. You're definitely away. Um, but I would Alaska you know. stuff's more expensive in Alaska because you're so far away. So all things yeah. created equal. <laughs> well, would, but I you're also talking away. about now you might want to get away from family. Uh, it would be difficult to see family up in Alaska uh, as much as you could. Other well, places. that was true, but it'd be just as difficult for you to visit family in, let's say, Texas. If I went to Wyoming, I mean, I might as well be in Alaska. I mean, you know what I mean? Once you get so far away, what's the difference? It's a, it's a plane ride. Same flight time. Yeah, it's a flight you know what time. I mean? yeah, you're right. No, I get it. Yeah, Alaska can be cool. I mean, I'm um, five to 600 miles from most of my family now, so that's just a normal yeah. thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. Where would you go if you had one place, all things equal, Chase? All things equal. Would you stay in Florida somewhere or? Probably. I mean, don't be wrong. I love out west. I do. It's, yeah. it's gorgeous out west. I love it. Like you're talking about Wyoming, Montana. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. But it's entirely too far away from salt water for me. Okay. And I mean, I enjoy fishing, honestly, probably more than I enjoy guns. You don't so, think there's fish to be I've done, I mean, trust me, I've gone fishing in a lot of the streams, all stuff out west, and I enjoy it. You know, the trout fishing's awesome out there, but I like chasing water fish. It's just a, there you it's go. a different it's a different animal. You like going out how now it's how when you, when you people see go, they go deep sea fishing. I've been, but I don't remember it. Um, I was a little hammered yeah. drunk, which probably wasn't a good idea because I got sick big time. But when they say deep sea fishing, typically how far <laughs> offshore does that count? It depends on what you're fishing for. Like, so where I'm from originally, like Alabama, like, you know, Gulf Coast, Panhandle, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, I mean, the Gulf's a desert, man. I mean, like go south of Texas off in the Gulf. It's the same thing to get yeah. to the, to get to the big fish. You know, we were running 90 miles plus. 90 you know oh, it's wow. different okay oh dude i mean you people have like artificial like fish tracking devices artificial reefs all that stuff's been set up they're closer but to really get to where there's any kind of bottom structure yeah. like that you have to far in the gulf it's different over here i'm on the land side now so it takes us not long at all and you just start seeing blue water stuff you didn't okay. see for hours on end fishing out of the gulf it's a totally different animal yeah which yep. i'm not mad at but the seasons are totally different like in you, you know sure we get yeah, three days a year sure. for red snapper if we're lucky yeah you know rumor right now we may not even have red snapper this year on the atlantic side you know it's one of those and, and this is going to sound corny and all that um one of my favorite tv shows i don't even know if it's still on because we got rid of our cable satellite a while back but was Wicked Tuna, and I used to love Wicked Tuna, man, because I just like watching them fight. And some of those fights would go on for an hour. Um, I used to love Wicked Tuna, and they were they were anywhere from ten miles to one hundred and fifty miles offshore. And you hear one hundred and fifty miles offshore, you know that's crazy to think about. But some of that's where you have to go, you know. Oh, dude, it's true. I go like where you're at. If you've never done it. Go down to the Gulf side, take a tuna mm -hmm. trip out to the rigs. It's literally Jurassic Park out there. You will never forget. Are you it talking is. about going down to what, like Orange Beach or to like? Oh yeah, Gulf like Spain anywhere. 
anywhere, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, Gulf Coast, like even the Texas side, you can run out like the Mississippi Canyon, Green Canyon, whatever out that way. I'm talking yellowfin tuna like you've never seen it. It is amazing. Not, out there. You never hear of the Gulf being a big place for yellowfin tuna. The runs are long. That's the problem. No, okay. it's, so, you have yeah. to. You're running, you know, like they're saying, 150 miles offshore to the rigs. Yeah, but it is big marlin, big tuna, big mm. grouper. It is a blast. But it's worth. Mind getting like swordfish. That'd be kind of fun to. Oh yeah, there's big swords out there. Y'all are y'all are talking about that when he said red snapper, it mm. popped in my head the, that movie UHF, you know, the wheel of fish. Oh, he goes, yeah. he goes, oh, red snapper, very <laughs> tasty. <laughs> red snapper, <laughs> red snapper. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I mean, Kevin I like says, guys, I gotta go. Uh, pleasure talking with you, fellas. Stay safe, you too, bro. Come back anytime. The water's always warm. Because we pee in it, but maybe because I piss in it, but it's still warm. Right. Shh, nobody needs it to know. Oh my bad. We all do it. Yeah. But, okay. we, but we put food coloring in the water, so everyone's going to know. My grandbaby, yeah. my grandbaby, she'll tell everybody on the beach while she's doing it. She's like, <laughs> right? I'm going to the bathroom. Like, Shut up. That's why the Gulf stays so warm. God. That's right. So, you know, when I was out and we lived out in San Diego when and I was uh, stationed out there, and it's beautiful. The area is beautiful. Ugly-ass beaches and cold-ass water. Um, now, the Pacific over in Japan, when I was stationed there, it's like Hawaii. So, in, in Hawaii and Japan, the Pacific's warm and it's awesome. But it's Southern California. That Pacific is cold year-round. Um so we didn't we didn't go we lived like literally like a couple of miles from the ocean and went to the ocean a couple times maybe ever you messed I've up there been, i've never been deep sea fishing the only time that we was ever supposed to go my brother was working for a company and for like their company outing or something he got to invite um he got to bring somebody along his wife was pregnant at the time couldn't go and the only reason I remember that is because the deep sea fishing trip got canceled and the mm -hmm. company, they put us all up in a really nice hotel, took us all out to eat at a really nice restaurant and then broke the news that, Oh, it was canceled because of the waves mm -hmm. or there was something going on. But that, uh, the tab was open at the hotel in the bar, whatever, do whatever we want. That was the last time I got drunk because that was the most it. miserable weekend it. ever. <laughs> So, and, uh, I was, so what I hear is a fishing trip coming on. Right. So I've only been once and I was, this was, I was 19. I had to go to Camp Lejeune um, for a six weeks uh, school, uh, a, a specific schooling. So when I went to school, I went to, it was just outside of Virginia beach is where my normal school was. Um, I had to go down to Camp Lejeune in North Carolina for about six weeks for another school real quick before I left, uh, went overseas. Someone got a bright idea that they were there about 10 of us that were going to, uh, go and go deep sea fishing. And this is back in my drinking day. So if I wasn't at work, I was probably drunk. And and I I was one of those where if I if I start drinking, I don't stop. Like it just goes until whatever happens. 
Uh, there was no such thing as casual drinking with me. Um, so obviously we go to the, a club and, 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 and we just are just obliterated. We get, we leave the club, the bar, whatever it was literally had to be at the dock at like five o'clock in the morning. Cause there was going to be out way out in North Carolina, uh, off the coast. We had to be at the dock at five o'clock in the morning. I think we left the bar at like four, like literally three o'clock and maybe got something to eat or something. I don't remember. And so we get to the dock and half of us are just hammered. And that was one of the worst experiences of my life. Being deep fishing, deep sea fishing, if you're not used to it, is bad enough because you're probably going to get sick. But going deep sea fishing when you're not used to it, drunk as hell, was a miserable, miserable experience. So, um, good Lord. Um, probably not going to do that again. If I do, I definitely won't go there drunk. So. That's my deep sea fishing story. Apparently, everybody else had a good time. Uh, I, me, and another guy did not. We, we, I try to sleep most of the time, but yeah. Anyways, um, and we haven't even gotten to our third one. Let's go to our third poll question before we go sidetracked on another one. Uh, this was yesterday. One point six thousand votes already in a day. So that's. That's pretty crazy. 1.6 thousand votes in one day. Um, of these, if you could only have one of them, which pistol would you choose? Your choices. And don't take any offense to this, Chase. It's just, it is what it is. Uh, of these, the choices are Smith & Wesson MMP 2.0, a Glock 19, HK VP9, an FN 509, or a SIG P226. Uh, let's start with Clover on this one. If you could only choose one of those, I know what it's not going to be, and it's going to be not going to be the MMP. So, All right. um, so, um, I refuse to answer this because America, <laughs> I can have whatever I want. <laughs> wow, that's um, a nice way of dodging the answer. Um, nah, you know that list. Can only have one, and I think I answered it this way. Um, I would go Glock yeah. because if you can only have one, I'm thinking the aftermarket potential sure. to keep things sure. from being boring. There's mm -hmm. a ton of aftermarket Glock stuff, so you could change a bunch mm -hmm. of things around if you wanted to and what sure. have you. So, you know, and probably, they run. So. Well, that's just true, too. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Now, Tim says the Ghost and Clover Fishing Fest 2023. No, sir. Might be, Might be a thing. Probably won't be a fishing fest, but we could do some kind of a fest. Oh, y'all should come down and go murder fish. We can do this. Can you shoot a fish in the face? Because if you can, I'm there. I mean, when you're offshore, you do whatever you want to do. Nice. <laughs> okay, you ask that question. Hey, can you shoot a fish in the face? Go ask. I'm not even going to bring up his name, but go ask you know who. He'll tell fish you. Break. Fish break. Fish I mean, break. He doesn't shoot them in the face. He shoots them through the face. Yes, he does. What Do happens offshore stays face. offshore. Hey, we're, hey, I don't. Yeah. All right, Chase, if you had to choose one of those, you could only have one. Which one would you choose? Uh, Shield 2.0 is definitely out. As much as I like 
the legacy SIG platforms. <sighs> I like the VP9. I like the F509. But if it's mm-hmm. like, like like Clover said, basically, if it's only one and it's the only thing you've got yep. to rely on, it's pretty hard to yep. argue with a 19 because everybody makes stuff for it. It's always going to be available. Hey, hey, but here's, but here's the thing. These are cheap. Glock magazines are cheap. I mean, so, so it's not on the list. I know. I get you. Everywhere. It's not on not on the list right but if you chose a croissant you wouldn't have to limit yourself to just one I'm just saying think about it that's true but okay um what a 19 love huh i said of that list probably a 19 though yeah that's what I would go to. I, I love the VP9. I love the 509. The 226 is really the only SIG that I do like. I'm not a big SIG guy. Um, as much as I love a shield, I'm not a big fan of the 2.0. Um, so, yeah, 19, it was I'm easy for me. And it, was, it was an easy choice for the, the audience. Uh, the 19 won it with 47% of the vote. The 226 uh, got second place with 21%. The MMP 2.0 comes in third with 14%. And the VP9 and the 509 come in tied for last at 9%. A little little surprised at the uh, 2.0 getting 14% of the love. That's interesting. Name Um, recognition. I, I, I get it. I get it. Uh, I, I I definitely get it. Um, let's see here. I'm going through, make sure I'm not missing anything. I'm probably being Smith and Wesson versus you know European. A little bit of America too. A little bit of America, probably. Um, sure. Yeah. You'd be amazed at how many people, for like my retail history, had no clue FN HK. Most of them up until the last few years had no clue who Sig was. But everybody knew who Glock and Smith and Wesson yeah. were. It's all advertising. Yeah. FN and HK have respectable civilian followings. They are both known for their military weapons. Um, so I can see that. Who was the other one? Oh, Sig? Sig. You know, I, I, I would say outside of 226, um, yeah, I would say that when the 320 came out is when people on a massive scale start noticing Sig because they won the government tr- contract with the 320. So, sure, I could see that. Um. I got a lot of hate. A lot of people wanting me to put the CZ seventy five in there. Couldn't do it. Couldn't bring myself to do it. <laughs> um, a lot of love for the CZ seventy five. I'm not a seventy five guy. I would have put the Breda ninety two in there before I put the seventy five. That's just me though. Um, I would understood the Breda over CZ two, just for the sheer numbers made recognition. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like the I like the CZ platform. There's nothing. 
CZ, Tanfolio, all the copies of it. They're fantastic guns. It's just, again, it's a niche market. It is. Um, and if you're my age, which, you know, I'm 47. I don't mind saying my age. Um, if you're around my age or grew up in my era, the 80s and the 90s, and you watched any movie, action movie in the 80s, you saw a Breda 92. I mean, like, almost every single gun action movie in the 80s had a 92. So I think people people might not know what it's called, but if you put up a picture of a 92 and a picture of a 75 and say which one looks familiar, I guarantee people would pick the 92 because they, they saw it so much growing up. They may not know of what it was. You see, that's a Breda 92 everywhere. Not just in the eighties. You look at action. No, no, but, but, but it was really, really yeah. the, the lethal weapon shit really yeah. was about the ninety two. You know. Yeah. Well, but and I lethal think weapon, it was because of Die Hard. I think you know yep. the Glock was around then. Smith and Wessons were around then. Mm-hmm. I think it had to do with the profile of the ninety two. I really do. There's something Could about be. the barrel that comes out the end of the slide just a little bit. There's something about that exposed slide. You know, there's something about being so a ninja being able to. Barrel. There's something yeah. about a ninja being able to yank the slide off and hit you with it, you know, too, with a Beretta. There's that aspect. But it's just, it, it's it got a really distinct profile that a lot of other handguns don't have, you know. Yep, I agree. One of the coolest movie scenes that had a gun in it that I've ever seen is, I'm not sure if it was a second or third lethal weapon. It was the one with Jet Li. But Jet Li, in one fail movement, completely dismantled the 92 um, in, in his fight scene with um, Mel Gibson. Uh, it was really, really cool. But, yeah, I remember thinking, oh, that's pretty awesome. How do you do that? You know, obviously, it's in Hollywood and all that, but that was cool. But, yeah, the 92, um, I didn't know it was a 92 until I went to the Marine Corps and, and shot the M9. I was like, hey, that's a lethal weapon gun, you know. So um, this so, this yeah. gets into a question, okay? Sure. Yeah. Maybe Chase can answer this. Sure. So the uh, the Grisson Regard. By the way, before you go any further, Chase, I need you to find me. I don't care if it's used. Find me one of the white regards, and and, and I want it. That is a badass gun. I'll tear a coat, man. I want to. I want a stormtrooper for sure. Yeah, that's a badass gun. Anyways, go ahead, Glover. So the Gerson Regard, copy of the Beretta 92. Yep. Um, the takedown latch is canted just a little bit, where the 92 is perpendicular, whatever you want to parallel, whatever you want to call it, parallel to the slide, mm-hmm. right? Right. Mm-hmm. So was that a change made so that it made it harder for ninjas to yank the slide off and hit you with it? I'm going to ask him verbatim. <laughs> so, the tactical ninja. Like, it's a tactical was ninja. Was this a reason why this? Yeah. Was this, you know, was this specifically designed to deter? To make it jetly proof? And just taking the slide off. Yeah. Just well, I mean, you know, people watch like some of the. Again. I don't know that people even notice that have the Gersons or have even noticed that there, that difference is there because I didn't key in on it at first. Yeah. But it's it is turned slightly, like just ever so slightly angled, but I've never asked them why. 
yeah, it's not at like 45 degrees at like a 90 now. And I don't know, it'd be like a hundred degree or something. That's got a little bit of an angle to it, which is weird. Yeah. When I index my thumb, my support hand, I don't hit it like I do a Beretta. Could be. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But I got, I got man hands though. So I do not have little, I have little girl hands. That's what it is. I deal with it. It's not my choice. I was born this way. It is what it is. Uh, yeah, we were talking with Clover, with Clover and I mean, I, I I can't remember the last time I shot my ninety two. I haven't even brought it out. Probably it's sitting over here in a. It's probably been three, four years. And I love the gun. I just I've got so many other ones now that. But I just I need to get it out. I need to get it out. And uh, I think Clover and I might be able to do a little little thing with the regard in the 92. It would be kind of a, maybe an interesting little video. Rich White says that was Lethal Weapon 4 that Jet Li was in. Okay. I, I mean, at that point, I, I can't remember which one. Which one? Was it the same one as the South African chick? Because that girl was smoking hot. The blonde, the secretary. Oh, my God. I remember... She came around at the perfect time in my life as a teenager. She was smoking hot. The South African secretary, I'm not sure which one that one was, but my God, she was gorgeous. Mm. I haven't thought about her in a long time. Yeah, anyways, um, John McClane fanboy. So, yeah, love the, love the Die Hard stuff. Don't believe it's a Christmas movie. I'm waiting for hate coming in. I'm sure be hate coming I, in. I can I'm feel kidding. it coming. Oh yeah, uh, I say it just off all the Christmas lovers. Oh, I do too. Absolutely, absolutely. I love the argument. It's hilarious. People, yeah, people get more pissed off about Die Hard being a Christmas movie as they do with actual real life shit. You know, yeah. people are more than welcome to be wrong. That's all I got to say about it. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I do have a Nakatomi Plaza Memorial shirt though, and I wear it like every Christmas Eve, and people look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> I did a video this is probably four or five years ago um, for Christmas, and I put it was absolute clickbait. Uh, you know, thirty-seven dead in L.A. building attack, blah 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 blah, and it was about dart. And what I did is I I went through and I listed every name that died like in memoriam, but I went on to like some website on Google and I said name of all of the characters that died and die hard. And they gave all like 30 something that died. So I did in memoriam and had like Nakatomi Plaza in the background and had all of these names. It was like policeman or guy on street number one or whatever. And I just put it was hilarious that people people were like, this is clickbait. No shit. Have a sense of humor. You know, have a sense of humor. Um, yeah, I like fucking with people because they do. They they get they take that shit seriously. Um, remember Nakatomi? Absolutely, yeah. I did that with uh, July Fourteenth uh, when the uh, prison plane crash landed on the Vegas Strip, and oh, yeah, with, uh, yeah. Um, and YouTube there, demonetized it. YouTube demonetized <laughs> it. They were like, "Oh, you can't talk about a tragedy." I'm like, "Oh my god!" You're like, really? oh my god, it's a fucking like, movie. I troll yeah. YouTube. That's awesome. It's like, it's like Nick Cage survived. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah, yeah. Nick Cage survives. Yeah. 
And him and Sean Connery assaulted the rock right after. It's cool. Right afterwards, yeah. Yeah, they sure did. And then the the weird guy that was the the in change, he went to the moon not too long after that with Armageddon and had a meltdown on the get off the nuclear warhead. Greatest <laughs> right. line of that movie. <laughs> riding, riding it like a He's riding like a horse. Cool. Get off yeah. the nuclear warhead. It's the best line of the whole movie. I can't remember that guy's name. I don't know. Con I like was the first time. I love him. But that was the first movie I remember seeing him in was Con Air, and um, yeah, he's been in. A I ton like of stuff. the. Uh, I like the one where he's like uh, something to the effect of who brings a gun to space. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <a> pretty good <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, great, good movie. Yeah, we don't want to go down the movie hole because that could. We could be oh, on for those 17 hours. Late, but yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, if anyone out there wants a topic or a question answered, we can do that. We're going to go over for about five more minutes. Um, before while, while they're doing more questions, I want to give Chase some time um, to talk about whatever, including uh, obviously EAA. Uh, with Gerson and a car and everything that you guys are offering, anything that you want to, um, I'll put I'll put the 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 link out there to EAA's website. But anything that you want to bring up and talk about with EAA right now? I mean we we covered most of it last week. We last were having week, our awesome yeah. FUD fest without the FUD chief with us. He know, missed. Right? He missed FUD all. I just want to know: is OB, it, OB FUD Kenobi was not there? Is a, the, is a the fourth gold, is not with him. Is a gold-plated no. 1911 10 millimeter in the cards? That's all I want to know. Well, it's in his Maybe. profile picture for sure. <laughs> that's a 90. Maybe. Yeah, that's a regard. There might be a uh, interesting. Tim Knight says Alan West for NRA Executive Vice President or yeah, not? Heard that today actually. That I did I that know about that today. Yeah, it's interesting. Let's pray and hope, and maybe. Um, maybe uh, at I this point, it, at this point, it doesn't matter who it is. And I mean, yeah, Tim obviously knows a little more than we do, I'm sure. But sure, at this yeah. point, I you know, I would take anybody. I mean, there's just anybody, yeah. Now, this is the problem I'm having. It's oh. Chase and I were talking on the phone earlier, and, and I'm still pissed off the NRA for putting this on Memorial Day weekend. But we, Chase and I were talking about it earlier. I do believe that one of the reasons why it's on Memorial Day weekend is they don't want a lot of people coming in to vote, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they don't. So. I mean, at this point, I mean, Alan would be a fantastic well, choice, I think. The but. keep in mind the members don't vote for that. That's a, that's a, uh, that's uh, yeah, board. but they vote for the people who do. That's true. Point yes. that. And yeah, they do raise a lot of cane and all of that. But yeah, the mm-hmm. uh, the the what am I thinking? Board of directors, whatever. Yeah, it's the board. Mm-hmm. The one that did both boards. All and interestingly enough, and interestingly still, enough, Tim out there, is there still like seventy something board members, or they cut yeah. that number down? No, it is. It's so, still seventy something. Okay. But here's the here's the weird thing I was going to say, and Tim can can verify this, but this is what I've always heard for the last, I don't know how many years, especially since 2019 in Indy when everything really started to blow up. Um, the vast majority of the board doesn't even vote. Like, you'll get oh, they're not even show, you don't even show up half the time. You yeah. get like 30 or 40 that vote for Wayne, 
you get a handful that'll vote for whoever else it is. And then the rest of them don't even vote. And you're like, why in the yeah. crap are they even on the board if they're not going to vote? I mean, well, that's, that's cause I think some of them are, are, well, they don't want to vote for pressure too. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to vote for Wayne cause they don't want to get the backlash. Well, they but then don't, they don't want to vote, vote against, against Wayne, Wayne because they get the backlash. Yeah. They're yeah. riding a freaking fence. That's what it's like it a, is. It's like a freaking congressional president vote. Like yeah, just, you get yeah. shot for BS. doing that. It's BS. Now, for all of you who don't know that, Tim um, is a former NRA board member who resigned several years ago when all hell broke loose. Um, got a lot of great insight. Um, he said 76 on the board. I say no to West, and yet the board is the only people voting for this. There I'll you go. I look forward to the phone call now because that's interesting. Yeah, I can't wait to talk. I'm going to call him tomorrow. I would say anybody is better. I mean, there's got to be a change. That's me. I mean, him versus literally anybody else yeah yeah i've heard nothing but good things about alan west so don't know him personally never met him never really you know been around but i've heard nothing but good things so i'd be interested to see why he says no maybe maybe because he i don't know this and i'm, I'm not stipulating this is the case guys so um maybe west is a lapierre puppet and and maybe i don't i don't know i i don't oh. know i don't know oh i didn't think about that I didn't no, think about I that. Don't know. So I know that we're getting LaPierre out, but really, are you getting LaPierre out if it's someone that's, I don't know. I don't well, know. West has been a pretty big political player here in Texas for quite some time. So, I mean, yeah. I've got a uh, lot of, I don't know what you would call it, not experience, but, you know, I've seen a lot of the things going on mm -hmm. uh, with him here in Texas. Now, how that relates to the Second Amendment directly and, and specifically heading up the NRA. I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, he says, so we can chat then. Soon. <laughs> I'm all in. I am all in. Uh, I thought that Wes was running for something. Was he not running for Congress or Senator? He ran for governor. And, uh, oh, yeah, governor. He got, he got, okay, well, going to be by Abbott. Okay. Yeah, he got he got Paul. I knew he was running for something. I remember him running for something. I was like, maybe yeah. that was me. Am I missing something there? Okay. Not just a little. He got pummeled. Oh, well, I mean, Abbott's pretty popular. Yeah. Do you think that uh, he'll run for something else later down the line? Uh, Depends on if he wins the NRA thing or not, I would think. Well, if he does true. that, this he's not going true. to. But This is true. You got uh, a lot more money in that than there is. I would think so. Dude has a, dude has a lot of political aspiration, uh, I think. Yeah. So. Well, and that would be a, a good stepping stone to be the EVP of uh, the Vice President of NRA. That wouldn't be a bad thing to have in your resume to go run for Senator Congress, you know? Just saying. Maybe. Um, in the state, but yeah. <laughs> I would imagine in Texas it would not be a bad thing no, to have on the resume. No, it wouldn't yeah. at that point, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rumor has it, and I don't I don't I don't think I'm not allowed to say this on air because I don't I think it's if you live in Arkansas and have connections to um that which i i do luckily um sounds like our governor asa hutchinson his his term loops are up uh our next governor will probably in a landslide be sarah huckabee um sanders but I, i'll always call her sarah huckabee um anyways i've heard from i'll just say this I, i've heard from reliable sources that asa's thinking about making a presidential run now Love Asa. Um, very good guy. Been around him a lot. Um, he'll get absolutely destroyed. 
But this very well could be doing to set up the next play, whether it's a lobby or um, board members of something, all of that. Um, but yeah, when I heard that, he, I was like, man, that's not a, that's, that might not be a smart move. There's people talking I'm about sure he's playing chess, 3D chess about something, you know. There's people talking about Abbott. Uh, making a run. I think Abbott could do something, man. He's so popular. I, I can see him as a senator. I do it in I a wheelchair, a though. I just I don't know how that. But they already know he's in a wheelchair, and they love him in Texas. You know, isn't Bernie in a wheelchair most of the time? I think so. Yeah, but Bernie's also really he's in a like, wheelchair for a different like reason. One hundred and thirty-two years old. Yeah, he's usually in his mittens, just minding his own business. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, I forgot about that meme, but that was some funny ass that shit. Was epic. That was <laughs> epic. That was some great, great. And that memes. helped him far more than it hurt him. Oh, 100%. Oh, absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. The, one thing, the one thing I will give Bernie is he's an unabashed socialist, but he tells you he is straight up. Yeah. 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 Unlike all the other liberals that are running for various offers, he's just like, oh, no, uh, here's my agenda, and this is exactly what I think. Now, this is going to surprise a lot of people. Um, and I'm not going to go too deep into this because we might talk about this next week, maybe. Um, if the election was held today, my choice would probably going to surprise a lot of people. It's not going to surprise closer because we talk about it all the time. Um, I'm a big believer in about 99.8% I'm a Tulsi Gabbard fan. If I had to vote today, I'm probably voting for Tulsi Gabbard. And I know that might piss some people off and be like, what? She's a Democrat. If you know her, if you follow her, if you pay attention to anything, she is the most conservative Democrat since probably Kennedy. Let's be honest. Um, I enjoy Tulsi Gabbard. Um, People say, oh, she's anti-two-way. No, she's not anti-two-way. You have to understand where she's coming from, what she's had to do, what you have to say in certain places to get elected versus you can look at her voting records and all of this, and that really kind of shows you she's not anti-two-way. She might be for, like, a magazine ban in Hawaii when she was a Congress, or, uh, you know, but she's not anti-two-way. Also, I don't think that no matter who, what she'll get anything passed as far as two-way stuff goes even if she was but right. the other stuff outside and I'm, and I'm not a single issue voter i mean i want to put that very 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 clearly i am a huge fan of tulsi gabbard because i think that she is going to not only shake up but she's going to change the democratic party for the better i, I believe so. she's going to bring them back to moderate need to be. moderate yeah. not away from socialism so so here's the thing. You hear a lot of people, and especially on the right side, well, on either side, the extreme edge oh, that we snap. always talk about. If So if Trump comes back, real quick, I'm going to let you, if Trump comes back, but he's not part of the Republican Party, he goes third party, could oh. you see a Trump Gabbard ticket? <laughs> I never considered that. I never thought of that. Night, like, I don't, would, I don't that kinda, could be amazing. Trump makes me cringe, though. It's oh, he like, does. Not, he does. Not but a Trump Trump Gabbard, both, both basically rebels to their own parties? <sighs> yeah. Oh, that could be really interesting. That could be fun. It could be fun, yeah. for sure. 
I would but, love to watch no, those debates. Oh, was, oh uh, my God, yeah. With, um, you know, the, we talk about the 80 in the middle and the and the 10 on either yeah. side or whatever. And sure. so we hear it a lot of times, especially in the, in the gun community, you'll hear it. Um, when um, people talk about virtue signaling, oh, they're just virtue sure. signaling, right? Yep. Yep. So here's the thing. It, you either you either don't like virtue signaling or you understand when people opt to not virtue signal. And so in certain sure. situations, and let me give you an example. I don't know this is the case with Tulsi. Um, I wasn't there. I wasn't in the room. I don't know what went on. Yeah. Sure. But I'm just throwing a plausible scenario out there. Let's say you have a moderate Democrat. This bill, which is anti-2A, it is anti-gun, is going to pass by 30, 40, 50 votes. It's going to pass. Mm-hmm. Your no vote, your nay, at that point is a virtue signal. There's nothing else. And it's a virtue signal that can kill you politically. Yes, it can. So if you're looking at it from the right angle, do you... And a lot of people say we hate virtue signaling. Well, then you wouldn't want that person in that situation to do that in virtue signal. Correct. Yeah. If you look at Tulsi and I, I started listening to Tulsi Gabbard several years ago. She makes a lot of sense to me in a lot of ways. Um, big fan of hers. What's that? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was saying, so Obviously, I went and, and, and started looking at not only what her platforms are, but I went when she was a congresswoman from Hawaii, I went and kind of started looking at some of her uh, voting patterns. Um, she is not well liked by a lot of Democrats on her voting patterns because she does not vote down party lines a lot. She will not co-sponsor bills that she just because she wants to get her name on there. She doesn't do that there was an assault weapons ban that she refused to put her name on. So that tells me right there, you know, maybe it was because what was in that bill, it might've been something else, but um, you know, there are certain things that politicians have to say and do in certain States to get elected. That doesn't necessarily reflect their true beliefs and true feelings. Uh, We all know that if you're a Democrat, especially, and you are in the presidential primary run, and you go to the Iowa caucus, you will sell your soul to ethanol while in Iowa, or you will not make it out of Iowa. Whether or not you believe in ethanol or not, you will take the ethanol pledge in Iowa. Does that mean you're an ethanol fan, or does that mean you've got to say and do stuff to get elected? That's pure and simple. I hate to break it down to you, but that's part of the sausage of politics. Um yeah. yeah. So, and I don't and think a Democrat, but she is is yeah. like I said, she's as conservative. She's as close because we all say this, and you and I have talked about this. The well, the left has moved so far is, left. Is the they problem. moved so far left that Kennedy would have been a Republican in today. She's a Kennedy Democrat. If yeah. if people know what that means, so yeah. The 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 issue that with war game in this and out you know the Trump Gabbard's interesting somebody says DeSantis Gabbard out there um she's not going to go on the thing is, she's not she she's not switching parties period she no. won't switch to a third party she, she wants to run the democratic and change she it, wants to change which I love that she wants to bring the party back is what she no. wants to do she truly wants to do that 
Um, and you and I have talked about that Gabbert Buddha judge. I'm a big fan in a lot of ways, not every way, but I'm not a fan of everything the Republicans have on the table either. Um, but I'm a lot, I'm a big fan of a lot of what Buddha judge is. And you and I have talked about this, whether or not it is going to be hard. It, it, it will never happen because they won't get elected. But if you're the democratic party, if you're the DNC, Gabbert and or Buddha judge need to be the future of the party, at least maybe, if nothing else, shaping the platforms, shaping the party, bringing them back to the middle. More serious um, issues. Yeah. Or, or serious issues. They Those two are the best minds in the Democratic Party. And if they yeah. are not involved somehow, some way, in policy shaping for the party in the yeah. next couple of years, the Democratic Party is done for. I'm going to yeah. say it that much. I think so. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm not a Democrat. Um, I'm not necessarily a Republican. Um, I tend to lean a lot more towards conservative stuff, but I, I'm a moderate. I mean, I'm fiscally and constitutionally very conservative Republican. I'm not a Republican. I'm very conservative when it comes to fiscal and constitutional matters. When it comes to social issues, pretty liberal. You care less. What, what, what two people do in their personal lives does not mean a damn thing to me. I just want people to be happy. You know, yeah. so I don't you do care. your thing and leave me alone. That's leave me alone. Absolutely. About it, you know, like I don't yep. care. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got I'm you. pretty well the so, same way. I, I don't just, like, I don't like, I, having a label. I, don't, I think most people are like that. I think people, most people, 80% in the middle are in the middle for a reason because they, they, they're, they're conservative in some parts of their life and they're more liberal in some of their other parts of their lives. That's what, America is a moderate, you know. Wes, Wes out there, he says, but they rejected Tulsi the last time. She wasn't going anywhere uh, on the Dem side. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, is, go ahead. Is that if the Dems, I think if the DNC sees a an opportunity mm-hmm. that where they think that there's going to be a red wave and they're mm-hmm. basically feeding and somebody to the wolves or throwing somebody under the bus, they will mm-hmm. choose Tulsi to do that not understanding that Tulsi is much more popular than they think. And so Tulsi it, would like back, that. It will, it will backfire on them. Yeah, yeah if you so get the bombshell a, that like Trump's running again or something like that, that's what they'll try to do. Yeah, that's well, the pathway I, I see for Tulsi. A three-hour conversation about this same thing. I want to see the Tulsi-Trump debate. It would be a damn – she's not scared of them. She'll go toe-to-toe. And honestly, there ain't a whole hell of a lot that Trump can argue with Tulsi with, honestly. Let's no, he real. had one of the easiest opponents in Hillary that oh. he could possibly Oh, yeah. Do. And they're insane yeah. for talking about dusting her off again. Oh, if they do that, it, it's – it's mm, no. It's that is there. just to keep her hardened base, I think. That's all that is. All That's that exactly what it is. is. That is to keep the insane far left in their wheelhouse. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let's also, Wes, keep in mind, you said that the Dems, um, you know, rejected her. Understand what happened, okay, last time. and, And Trump brought the Republicans closer to the middle, okay? Trump is not a Republican. Trump's a moderate conservative, okay? Trump's so he Trump. brings. I don't even know yeah. that he's a conservative, but yeah, he's definitely. Well, I mean, no, no, he's a moderate conservative. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, yeah. he's a he's a moderate fiscal conservative. Is exactly what it is. That's yeah, right. So he brings he brings the party, the Republican Party, to the middle. 
So what does the Democratic Party have to do? They have to get so far away from Trump that they had to go ape shit socialism, like nuclear socialism. Colsey's not that. So they rejected her because she was too much like Trump that she probably wouldn't have won that. But in their minds, they had to go so far away to get away from Trump and the Republican Party, they literally had to go nuclear socialist. That's why they rejected her because she didn't fit the platform that the party was forced to go to because of Trump. That's my opinion. It's going to be interesting this year to see what happens. They, they've obviously set in the wheels in motion with the Supreme Court leak, right, to make that yeah. their platform issue right now. And that is their that's the, their Hail Mary pass at this point. Make yeah, no that's, that's the everything hill they'll die else, on. Everything else is a dumpster fire, right? Yeah. I yeah. don't think it's going to work, right? I don't think abortion is high enough on the list from people that can't afford milk and eggs and gas right. and everything else. I just don't yeah. think it is. No. Right? Watch and every- so. When when there is a Republican takeover of Congress, then I and that think, is happening in November. I think by the, way. the wheels start turning for twenty twenty four. At that point, they realize we've screwed up. We've got to figure out how to bring this back. Yep, in January of twenty twenty three, whatever they plan to do with Biden, and there's a lot of rumors of what Biden's future is. Whether they're gonna. I'll put it to you this way. If there is a backdoor conversation in the Democratic Party about Biden not getting the ticket in 2024 or, hell, even being replaced in the White House before his term is up, it will happen in January of 2023. Two reasons. One, the red wave just happened, and now they're elected. And two, one on January 21st of 2023 – he can be removed from office or resign or whatever, and Kamala Harris does not have to lose a term by serving out the rest of it because it's less than two years. So if there is a backside, backdoor, backroom conversation about, and this is the conspiracy theory, you'll see it happen in January of, of 2023 for no, sure. I've I don't had that conversation too, and like they're – they're stringing along dementia day and as long as they can to work to that end just yep. to keep Kamal in their back pocket as a, well, if we have to, we can use her again. That's right. That's right. But I think that, well, the democratic party is starting to understand what we all understood. Harris was a terrible choice. Oh, yeah. A terrible choice. Oh, they well, hate each got, other. Like that's, they don't even another- hide it. Exactly. I think they've got another issue because I think I think if Biden runs in twenty four, he's primaried. There's no doubt. Sure. When you're sitting yeah. president, when you're sitting president, and you're primaried, that if shows extreme, yeah. if, extreme yeah. weakness. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm if saying is, is if, if there's going to be something done, he won't even make it to the. He won't be in office when it comes filing time for the primary. That's what I'm saying. If anything's going to happen, it's going to happen early yeah. in 2023. Yeah, because if he, yeah, if I'm the same way. It'll be early 23. If if he's primaried, the Democrats do not win. Period. Nope. Regardless no of if he no. goes on, or regardless nope. if somebody beats him in the primary, because of that, that doesn't matter. Show, the yep. Democrats are done in 24, and I think they understand that. So their game yeah. play is yeah. going to be before. I agree with you. Well, I think they understand yeah. that Kamala was, you know, useless as well. And what you'll see is Joe will 
probably respectfully bow out. He'll have a health problem or whatever. That's what I'm saying. He'll have a health problem. He'll have something pop up. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we all know he's suffering from obvious dementia or Alzheimer's symptoms. It's not hard. Now you've got congressmen calling him out on top of reporters calling him out. It's a matter of time. But like we were saying earlier, they're going to string them along until they have that ace in their back pocket. My we'll pick see. is Tulsi right now. We'll see. We'll see. And, and, and Tim was saying I lost him at Buddha Judge. Now, understand what I was saying, Tim. I'm not saying I want Buddha Judge is on a ticket. I think Buddha Judge's mind is a great mind for. I think he needs to be in some sort of a policy shaper for the DNC. Buddha Judge will never be elected ever. Yeah, not um, on a national level. I don't think. Not on a national level for sure. Um, <laughs> ministry, no. Tim says the Ministry of Truth will be watching us soon. Absolutely. I'm sure. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I'm on that list. Don't worry. We oh, don't yeah. send Biden absolutely. way too much. Yeah, and then we said Harris. Oh yeah, it's over. It's over. Yeah. And you said Kamala, oh, yeah. not Kamala. <laughs> so. Yeah, Kamala, oh, yeah, well, I and, I, and I've said Tulsi Gabbard's names quite a few times. That right. probably doesn't make him happy either. Right. Yeah. Uh, not plus, we've all said Trump. Well, that's true. But We're here's the thing if, if, if you're not well liked by your party, I tend to think that's a good thing because it means you're not going along with the party lines. You actually have a fucking mind of your own. And I like that. And I tell you what, and, and I'm not telling anyone to go vote for. It. I'm not saying that. I'm not trying to persuade. I'm saying this. If you have an open mind, do me a favor and just go follow her on Instagram. And she puts some amazing content. And it's 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 just everyday little thoughts and tidbits. Great follow on Instagram. She's not trying to play. She's just saying, here's my thing. And she spends 90% of her time calling out the Democratic Party on their bullshit. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah. Just saying. Give her a chance. Anyways, yeah. So, um, yeah, besides me getting a Stormtrooper regard, <laughs> um, what else are you going to make happen for me there, Chase? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> since we're putting no. in orders, since we're putting since in orders, putting in orders I, want, I, mean, I want a Stormtrooper goose. Oh, snap. Yeah, that would be cool. I've had that conversation. I thought you already were talking about you wore the gold plated 10 millimeter 1911. Well, it's after, that, after that. Yeah. It's after that. Oh, okay. 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 I can tell you, I might shoot you some sneak peeks later this week, but I can tell you the oh. gold high power is coming. Right. Oh, geez. Oh, nice. dude, I want one so bad. Nice. Now, like, is found, me? I've already found like the most perfect narco grips you've ever seen for one. Oh, it's happening. <laughs> nice. I think White Rhino needs that. White Rhino might yeah. need that. White Rhino white needs a gold he, regard. Actually, no, he needs white, a white gold regard. He needs, a, he needs oh, a, that's what I'm saying, a platinum regard for White Rhino. We got to make that, that shit happen. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Uh, anyways. I'm going to have yeah. so much well, fun with that. Oh, we're going to have a blast. Uh, people just don't know, but they will soon. Uh, all right. 
it was awesome chase hayes are coming on hanging out with us bud uh clover i know you don't do what? anything if you were to do something uh can we look forward to anything happening with you guys maybe yeah possibly you know if i were to do anything i would probably play around with a revolver I would probably play oh. around with a really tactical revolver from Umarex. Mm. And I would probably make a video and upload it about three or four hours ago and encourage people to go over there and watch it in droves right it now. It is a pretty the, cool Umarex uh, revolver. I'm not going to lie. How much CO2 and BBs have you gone through so far? I don't know, bro. I don't even know. I'm looking at, I'm looking at, tell you this much. This weekend, I will probably be buying the 40 pack of CO2 at the Walmart. um, Probably. You're Um, having that much fun, huh? So, yeah, I've got some comments. You know, one of the issues that that kind of has, spoiler alert, I didn't really talk about it in the video, though, uh, is that depending on the the BBs you're using, getting them to stay in the little uh, rotary magazines can be. Mm A little bit difficult right they're a little bit too smooth and they they don't really pop in there well um so you got to be careful you can't really depending on the bbs again you can't really load the magazines and just throw those in your pocket or something right all the movement right. and everything they'll, they'll, you'll have a pocket full of bbs and nothing in the magazines so i'm kind of thinking about some cardboard and duct tape and making some uh mag pouches Maybe for those or something. Freaking just Obi a, Fudd can Obi Fudd can no right, right, right. That that way the that way the BBs don't fall out. You can carry your little mags around for it. But uh, yeah, I've got that. Looking forward, obviously, to ten RA here in like a couple of weeks. Uh, that should be should be a lot of fun. Oh, so I, am it I. It would be a lot of fun if if someone would <laughs> if someone was able to go. It would be a great time. I wish I had the technology to clone you and then, you know, be like multiplicity or something. You could just clone yourself and leave Don't that leave that version, leave that version at uh, work and go yeah. to NRA. That'd be well, nice, wouldn't it? When you're hanging out in the booth, we could do a special live stream just for him. Yeah. I think I know. you guys should do that. That would be wonderful. Thank you so much. I would say live stream at dinner, but that might not be a good idea. Yeah, that would have to be on an unedited, nobody cares channel. We're gonna have to make up for it. We're gonna have to make up for it at shot and and do another dinner. Um, Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah, but yeah, I wish I could. Always off. Yeah, wish I could go to NRA because I really want to be there for this that this thing. But um, yeah, that would be kind of cool. You know, Clover. By the way, Clover is gonna be doing a booth. uh, a booth appearance at the E. You know what day and what time yet? Uh, go check if you're going to be in Houston at the NRA. Go check out Clover EAA. Um, and that'd be kind of cool if y'all did live stream. That's just so I can feel like I'm part of it. That'd be kind of cool. I appreciate you guys. There you go. There you go live for a little bit. Yeah, we can make that happen. Yeah. Now G23 is. I thought you got fired. Well, that's that's fair. I, I very well still could if, if things don't go well at, at what where project is. He may have set him on himself on fire a little bit, but he hasn't got fired yet. Just, not yet, not yet. Uh, some of my leg hair have been singed. <laughs> I imagine so. <laughs> we're we're freaking four burner propane torch on the freaking golf greens. Come on, man. Yeah, Jacob says, Ghost, quick question about what you're doing burning stuff on Instagram. Yeah, it's the golf course. I, I'm a golf pro, and for people that don't realize, I'm a golf pro, uh, run a golf course. 
and we are burning our greens. We're trying something out that, to our knowledge, not saying we are, to our knowledge, we're the first golf course ever to do this. Um, we're rejuvenating the greens by burning them. And, yes, that's a very big, risky move because if we don't do it right, we just lost our greens in the golf course. So, um, but so far, so good. But, yes, yeah, we're, we're burning our greens. Uh, Tim says someday we can hang out. Maybe I mean shit, Tim. We used to hang out quite a bit. So yes, uh, if NRA? you do, I'm guessing no. I don't know. I don't know. I'm it assuming he doesn't sound like he's making NRA. Maybe he's going to make shot again. We'll definitely go out to dinner at shot or something. But um, we'll see. I mean, we got we got to hang out sometime. Some West says West says he can, he can come do his lawn next. <laughs> I'm thinking hey, about doing that. Screw mowing the yard. I'm just going to borrow your propane thing, and I'm just every yeah. year when the grass starts to grow, I'm just going to burn the just crap out it. of it. Unfortunately, it comes back in about a month or six weeks, even better than before. So, oh, yeah, well, that's um, awesome. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Not if you burn it deep enough, though. We can set the propane well, this is true. way higher, right? So, here's the thing. So, yes, we're burning, we're burning the leaf and the thatch layer. We're we're not we're not going after the roots. If you burn the roots, then yeah, it ain't coming back. So you can scorch, you can napalm it. That would be kind of cool. Napalm in our fucking greens. That would be interesting. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love the smell of napalm in the golf course. You know, right. Uh, that would yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Bonehead. Um, Bonehead saying. The gun community loves the NFA because no one's pushing the issue about re repealing the NFA. Pards, we've I been howling at that moon for for decades. I agree. I agree with him in a way. So you know? many years. I yeah. mean, I don't. I don't agree that the gun community loves the NFA. Um, I just if you don't see one pushing not, anymore. Yeah. There's just not really a legitimate plan of attack or fight against it. No. So no. Um, that the ASA had the best chance of doing anything, and nobody got behind them. Right. That's right. Yep. 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 So I mean, yeah, it's for all the for all the Trump loves gun owners had the best chance in the world to do something about anything, and you see where that got us. Well, you've got the bump stock thing still coming up. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm sure we will have. Love a brace thing. Eventually. I'm sure we will have yeah. court repercussions <laughs> over not only the receiver thing, but the brace thing, depending on why mm -hmm. it happens there. Oh, yeah, they've already wired up. And that, and that might give us, all three of those things give us ways to attack the NFA in the court. So, all three of those. So, <clears throat> and it's not necessarily NFA in a way, but <clears throat> the more, you know, if Florida becomes, what, number 26 for constitutional carry, then we already have the landmass over half the landmass of the country, but that'll give us more than half of the states in, in is a number that have constitutional carry. There are ways to, like you said, you've got the bump stock thing, you've got probably the receiver thing, you've got probably the brace thing, plus a lot of other things. But once there becomes the majority of the states are behind constitutional carry. That helps saying, look, look what's happening at the state level. It's moving towards this, not away from this. Yeah. And so every little bit helps. Uh, and people don't think that constitutional carry can really help a lot of things. The perception of over half the country states are constitutional carry means a great deal. Right. Means a great deal. And so, as we yes, have more and more states passing their 
Yep. Uh, we're going to ignore the NFA within the state. And there's uh, a lot of them doing it. I mean, Arkansas, you know, I mean, there's a lot of them have done that, even though it may not be legal, but, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, the Kansas one didn't might not, you know, It all. might not make constitutional muster, but yeah. it's the sign. It's the message. Well, once, that we're you can get, once you can get enough connecting states to do that, yes. right? You got to yes. realize the NFA, all of that kind of revolves around the Commerce Clause. Well, if you can start getting connecting yeah. states all over the place and a big swath of the country all connected that all have that, at that point you can the start commerce to, yield can the start commerce deal it. is is harder to to hold up. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that, that's how they go after it. That's how they enforce its interstate commerce goal. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Which is, I mean, because mm. think about it, people who own any NFA item, with the exception of suppressors. You know, you have to get permission from Uncle Sam to it's go across notified. state lines. Well, I don't know if you get permission, but you have to notify. I mean, technically, it's permission. you know, but it's not permission. You know, it's, you know, it's, but, you know, it's yeah. But yeah, but you have to notify you have them. To, but you got to jump through a hoop for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, you have to go if it pleases the crown. I would like to take my lawful tax regulated <laughs> item heavily to the regulated. neighboring state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not. I've yeah. done it. It's not difficult, but it's it's stupid to have to do that. Yeah. All right. Shit. Two hours on the dot. We're going to get out of here. Thanks, everyone, for watching live. If you are watching this in replay or listening to it in podcast form, God bless you. That's two hours you're never getting back. But we appreciate you. For all of those that are out there still live with us thank you I had a great conversation uh like i said tonight i, I want to just have some fun we went down a lot of different rabbit holes but it was a fun conversation uh hope everybody enjoyed it if not i'm sorry it is what it is uh hit that unsubscribe button appreciate it um other than that yeah thanks for chase for coming on for go check out eaa their website is in the chat and all their eaacorp.com go check all their awesome stuff out over there they're fun lo gun loving freedom uh kind of stuff over there it's pretty awesome thanks for clover as always being here uh either one of you have any parting words that we need to get out before we get out of here be excellent to each other and party on dude party on wayne party on garth uh sounds great thanks for everyone good seeing tim out there good seeing everybody but especially tim hasn't seen you in a while and all the You're new folks that I have catch up. all the new folks yeah a lot of new folks tonight I had some in the in the launcher pop last night, some new faces and stuff. It's awesome, awesome. to do that. Yeah, it is. And hopefully we didn't disappoint. Probably did, but hopefully I'm sure we, we did. Disappoint. I'm sure we did. Yeah, I'm sure absolutely. we did. Maybe we'll, see, maybe we'll see them back, but maybe not. But uh, thanks for everyone out there. We'll see you soon. Get out there. Shoot your guns. Be more proficient. We'll see you next time. Simplify. <laughs>